Adams, it is time. We celebrate, gentlemen. Thank you so much for an amazing time that you had. And I hope you do not drown at the accolades and the overwhelming love of Father's Day. This is Adam's gift. For Eve's, always welcome to Eve's Drop. And thank you for being amazing towers of encouragement and motivation to these mighty men. This is Adam's gift where we are candid, concise, and extremely clear in our conversation. I'm your host, Kiprotich Kissinger. And it's my joy to always have you in this cave. And please continue to also engage us on our 2093 or 0717-400-555. Or just drop in a comment on this section, either Hope FM or Hope TV, YouTube pages, and we're very, very delighted to hear from you. Now, a friend of mine recently made a comment that if you want to confirm if a man is truly serious in a relationship, especially in a courtship situation, throw in a words like responsibility or similar synonyms that suggest obligation, duty, or accountability. A man will think again. But let's do what what is do. Face the elephant in the room and converse on the burden of responsibility. The burden of responsibility. And it's my absolute honor and joy to bring a man, a great friend of mine, a very, very talented worship leader and a great expositor of the word. He's a pastor with a great passion for men and he's also a senior pastor at Itamburuburu, Reverend Jesse Mwai. Welcome back to the cave, Reverend. Thank you, Kissinger. Always yes, a pleasure to be here. You. Always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah. We remember dreadlocks. Yeah. Secrets. Yeah, secrets and dreadlocks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We do and it's always have a joy yeah. to have you. Yes. Haribu. Asante san. Has it been? It's been great. Yes. Ministry keeping us busy. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But good. Uh, everything is good. Traveling again. Yes. I've been this year. Yeah. Um, it's been quite a number of opportunities for me to travel. Yes. So I've done quite a bit of traveling this year. Okay. You know, but we thank God. Yeah, yeah, for the opportunities. I like that you're making it simply. I know you're traveling to the UK, <laughs> to the US, but uh, you're yeah, not mentioning you know, those things. Yeah, we, we thank God. We thank God for those opportunities, actually. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. There's a friend of mine who remembered uh, yeah. the last conversation and yeah. asked, did you say Reverend Jesus was actually a tout? So I said, I'll yes. ask him. Yes, you, you know me, uh, Kissinger, I, yeah. I, I was not born in a suit and a tie yeah. and all those things. Eh? I, I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I did not grow up in the suburbs of the city of Nairobi. Me, I grew up mtani, I mean, just in the streets of Nairobi, basically. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up from a, in, a, in a wealthy family and all that. So I, as I keep telling people, I know the ins and outs of the city of Nairobi, you know. Uh, uh, so at one point, I, I got involved and engaged just after high school. You know, and I was, I was, I, I, I was a music, I was a matatu, whatever, uh, makanga. Yes. You know, uh, I didn't enjoy the job. I did for, <laughs> for, for, you know, for not very long, yes. just for a couple of months. Mm. But it taught me a whole lot. Yeah, it taught me a whole lot. It also gave me some bit of um, um, the impetus to have hard work. Mm. Because you see those guys out in the streets, in those matatus, those guys work hard. It's not an easy job. They wake up very early and they go to bed very late. You know, and it's so easy for us to judge them. But until you have become one of them, then you begin to understand the kind of life that they live. Wow. Yeah. We celebrate every man who is yes. doing an amazing job, waking up extremely early, sleeping yeah. late. Yeah. And which brings us to our conversation on the yes. burden of responsibility. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, what, do you, what is responsibility? You know, um, this is something I've been thinking about, yes. you know, because of course you know me, my heart, especially towards men's, toward men's ministry and of course just the well-being of men in general. 
And one of the things that, that I have come to realize and understand, actually, when I look at the lives of men who have been impactful, great men, men who have accomplished wonderful, amazing things, whether it's in the Bible, you know, men in the Bible, uh, or even men in history, one of the things I think that has kept standing out to me is that those men were not perfect on the one hand. Actually, many of them sometimes even had very serious flaws. But the one thing that, that uh, kind of characterized their lives is that they were men of responsibility. They took responsibility over their own life, over their own destiny. They took responsibility when they make, made mistakes. They took responsibility over their finances, over their careers, over everything that they were supposed to do over their families. And I realized that, that if there's one thing, one thing, uh, Kissinger, that will help a man, you and I included, to achieve our goals, to be the man, the men that God wants us to be, to be the great men, we must become men who are not afraid of responsibility. Mm. Yeah. And, wow. and, and we must be men who are intentional. We are not perfect. Yes. By any stretch of imagination. I'm not perfect. None of us is perfect. We will make mistakes. I guarantee any man out there, we will fail. All right. Every now and then you will fail. You want to start a business, guaranteed you might fail in your first few attempts. In your career, you might fail. Sometimes even in family, we fail our children, we fail our spouses. Those things happen. That is what life is made about. But what is important is how we rise up, what we do with the failures, what we do when we make a mistake, what we do when things didn't turn out the way we wanted. Mm. Do I take responsibility or do I bury my head in the sand? Do I begin to make excuses? Do I, do, do I begin passing the buck or pointing other people and blaming everybody else except myself? Mm. The men who do not take responsibility are very quick to apportion blame to everybody else except themselves. Mm. They will blame maybe their, their own poor upbringing. Oh, I grew up in a poor home. I grew up in a, a poor community. I didn't have the, the opportunities. They will blame other people, uh, maybe in business, saying, no, no, if it wasn't for so-and-so, I could have made it. And they live their lives always apportioning blame to everybody else. Maybe they mess up, probably maybe with their, with their, with their, with their marriages, and they'll be there blaming sometimes their spouses, or oh, if only my wife treated me better, or if only this and that and that could have happened. Sometimes they even blame the government. Mm. You know those, those, that, that, that phrase, you yes. know? Mm. So, yeah, and by the way, times are tough. Economically, times are tough. All right, but you cannot live your life blaming the government, blaming the finance bill. Oh, you know, if only they didn't pass that bill. Oh, I could have made it in business. No, 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 no. Under the circumstances, you wake up, you take responsibility over your finances, over your over your life, over your business, mm. and you make something out of it. Wow. Yeah. No, Reverend, you mentioned that, and I know some ifs yeah. would really resonate with this conversation yes, because yes, yes. some of them don't want to. Let's say have get married, for example. Yes, yes. Because, if because of the responsibility, is it's, it's a huge <laughs> thing. By the way, Kisinja, yeah. Genesis chapter three, mm. right? Uh, uh, that records the fall of man, the, the entry of sin into humanity, into the world, into the earth. Uh, and of course, you know the story of Adam and Eve. Yes. When Adam was confronted by God, and he was asked, "Did you eat?" from the tree. What did Adam say? Instead of taking responsibility, mm -hmm. he, he, he apportioned blame. Yes. Actually, if you read that statement, 
he blamed God. Because he said, mm -hmm. the woman that you gave me, gave me of ah. the fruit and I ate. I was fine with, I was fine by myself. <laughs> exactly. He was saying, <laughs> God, it's like this, eh? Yeah. I was good. I was doing great by myself. <laughs> yes. Until you brought this other person. Mm. And they're the ones who have messed up this whole equation. So from the very beginning, so it's not strange with us. Yes. It's not new with us. We didn't invent it. Adam himself, the first thing that Adam did, instead of taking responsibility for his mess, he made an excuse. And of course, uh, we have built on that over the years. Yes. So the easiest thing for me to do as a man, Kissinger, ah, is to blame somebody else. Okay. You know, I have said this in this show before. Mm. Men, we are egocentric by yes. nature. So I don't want to be associated with failure. I don't want somebody to point fingers at me and say, hey, dude, you're not doing too well. Uh, you have not done well here. I, I, I want you to talk well of me. I want you to apportion great things to me, you know? So the easiest thing when, 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 when failure comes and maybe I've been associated with something that is not very good is to apportion blame. Actually, that's the easiest, most natural thing to just say, it is not me. It is so and so. It was not me. The system was not very fair to me. Oh, it was not me. Uh, my father abused me when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. No, it was not me. If only the government maybe did one or two, three, four, five things. Oh, it was not me. If only my wife loved me better. Mm -hmm. No, it was not me. me. If only my children had turned out well. That's how we are. Mm -hmm. And we, 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 we are very, very, very good at making excuses wow. and giving reasons why. Uh, things did not did not work out. Mm. So it the manly thing to do is to say, you know what? When I have messed up, is to say, yeah, I have messed up. I'm 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 to blame. And and like I said, when you look at some of the characters in the Bible, David. One of the things that made David a great man is um is that David, first and foremost, I think we've mentioned before, he was a man of many faults. Yes, he had many weaknesses. Unfortunately, glaring weaknesses. But David was a man who every now and then took responsibility for his own actions. Mm -hmm. You remember when he messed up with Bathsheba? Yes. Uh, killed her husband. Mm -hmm. Nine months down the line, he was in a very backslidden state until the prophet comes to him, gives him a parable and says, dude, thou art the man. In other words, you, there's something wrong with you. You have messed up. What did David do? David owned up and wrote Psalm 51, I recorded Psalm 51 for us, a prayer of confession. Mm -hmm. Cast me not away from your presence, mm -hmm. O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me, because David took responsibility. The prophet also gave him some serious consequences because of his actions. David did not even fight with them, mm -hmm. because many times our actions will attract certain consequences that are very unpleasant, mm -hmm. you know? As we normally say in English, you pick one end of the stick, you pick the other also. Yes. Whatever decision you take, remember, if it's a good one, thank God. If it's a bad one, there are always consequences somewhere. So you cannot, you cannot, you cannot pick, you cannot make a decision here and decide you will not handle or deal with the yeah. consequences. Yeah. David accepted the consequences as painful as they were. He accepted them. The baby that was born between him and Bathsheba, you remember that at that point? Yes. That baby died. But David wanted that baby to live. And David prayed that that child would be spared. In other words, you know what David was doing there? He was saying, yes, I messed up. I killed. I took a woman who is not my wife. And although we even have a child, it's not the child's fault. I will take responsibility for that child. 
but of course the Lord took the child away from him. And I'm saying that to say this, uh, Kissinger, one of the areas, many men who are even listening to me right now, have refused to take responsibility is in that area of maybe you messed up as a young man before you were married, or even maybe after you were married, you got somebody pregnant somewhere, maybe two. I've, I've met guys who even have three, four children out of wedlock, out there. Maybe now, maybe you uh, got yourself together, you know, you found Christ, Christ came into your life, changed you, transformed you, gave you a wonderful wife. Uh, now you even have children, you have a great job, maybe business, you're doing well. Maybe in society, people even respect you. You're respected, you have a, a position maybe even in church, maybe in society, and people look up to you. But what they don't know about you is that there's uh, some children out there who you have never taken responsibility. I want to challenge men that if you want to be great, you must learn to take responsibility for those children out there who sometimes may be suffering, Kissinger, while you're feeding your own in your own house, which is good and we thank God, but maybe there's a child who bears your DNA, even looks like you, mm -hmm. but you have decided you're not going to take responsibility. I have been challenging men. This is the time. If you're a godly man, take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Go and look for, the, for that child, wherever they are. Ask them to forgive you. I know sometimes it may be difficult. It may not turn out very well, mm. but do your part. You know why, Kissinger? Mm -hmm. Because that child somewhere may be crying to the same God you're crying to, right? And remember, God says he's a father to the fatherless. Yes. But that child's prayer is very different from your own prayer. And that child is full of bitterness against you. That child is wondering, where is my, why did my father reject me? You know, what is wrong with me? And that child is in pain. And here you are as a father, praying for your children right now, the ones who God has blessed yep. you, which is good. Mm -hmm. And you must do that. But what about that child who's out there? He's still your child. You are the father. Reverend, you've raised amazing yeah. questions. I'm sure, I'm sure Adams yeah. are asking many questions. And yes. let me ask them on their behalf. Yeah. First question Adams is saying, Reverend, yeah. that's fine. You've said, I want to take responsibility. Yes. But you don't know this current family. Yeah. If I begin to take responsibility, my current wife yeah. will raise fire. Yes. That's one. Yeah. Then somebody else is saying, well, you know, Rev, times are hard. Yeah. The lady, this lady left me in a very, very painful situation yes. and I don't want to go back there. Yeah. I want to move on. Yeah. How can they struggle? How can they take responsibility yeah. Yeah. under such environments, Reverend? I'll tell you what. Mm. Of course, um, maybe your current wife, and I'm not saying that we need to interfere with your current family and everything, yeah. but I think your wife will respect you more in my opinion, mm -hmm. if you walk up to her and say, no, honey, yes, we are married, thank God. God has been good to us. Mm -hmm. uh, we, 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 you know, he has blessed us with children. We have a family. But he say, you know, before I married you, um, I made a few mistakes. And as a result, there's a child somewhere or there are children somewhere. And I feel God is convicting me and speaking to me to take responsibility. Of course, yes, she may be mad. She may be upset. But I'm telling you one thing. I think the way I have come to know Women, women are very tender and compassionate because you see that woman, yes, at the moment she may feel upset. At the moment she may even want to walk out of you on you. Mm -hmm. However, wives are, are blessed with a, a spirit of nurture, mm -hmm. right? When she thinks of those children and, and that the fact that you, are taking, you want to take responsibility 
and at least go and find them and be a father to them or at least do something for them, I think she will respect you mm. even more. Okay. But you see, these are some of the consequences that I'm saying. That's the burden of responsibility. And that's why I'm calling it a burden of, because it's a burden. Burden. All right. Okay. But you see, sometimes you have to, we have to see farther than where we are. Where is it that you want God to take you? Because I'm sure if you meet any man, men are very ambitious people mm -hmm. and we have great plans for our own lives. We expect that God is going to bless us, isn't it? Yes. Right? But if I'm going to, if God is going to bless me, really, and there are some of these issues I'm, I'm refusing to deal with, you know, do I really expect God to take me there? You know, because what, is, what happens is that sometimes you ignore that child. Uh, then one day when you're somebody big somewhere, <laughs> somebody comes knocking at your door and your whole empire comes Precious. crumbling down. Oh yeah, or maybe during um, during a funeral, the people will begin to discover yes. that yes. there are many children who have suffered exactly because nobody declared. Or what happens is yeah. Kissinger, mm -hmm. maybe, and God forbid, God calls you home, and before they bury you, suddenly you have three, four other children from all over coming out of the woodworks. Mm -hmm. The next thing, your family begins suffering. They're in court for years and years and years because you know there are all these other children who have a claim to your estate. Mm -hmm. Why don't you deal with those things now? Okay. All right. Why don't you invite those other children? Tell your children, by the way, these are your step, step, step brothers and sisters. I'm not saying it's going to be rosy. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy road. Mm -hmm. But but that's what a man does. Okay. Isn't it? That's what yes. a man. That's the a man of God. And I know God is looking for men of God. He wants to make me into a man of God. Is is somebody who does not have cobwebs somewhere hidden, those little things that I have refused to deal with. Yes. When God calls me home, Kissinger, I think it would be an honorable thing that nobody will come out. And we have seen that happening with so many people. Mm. Uh, and start claiming, oh, you know, this was my father, this was my father, you know. One thing I'll tell you, for example, like, like, like for me with my wife, right? I know, I know, there's nobody who will come and claim that I'm their father. And you know what? That has a way of freeing me to be everything God wants me to be. Mm. Yeah. But imagine if there was somebody somewhere. <laughs> yes. It, it has a way of you live with guilt. Yeah. Nightmares, you're never at peace. Mental health issues begin taking root. You know why? Because you're not at peace. What if forty people discover that there's, there's, a, someone, there's, a, there's someone behind? Yeah. 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 Reverend, mm. somebody else could ask. Mm. Fair enough, Rev. I'll yeah. do what you've said. I'll take responsibility. But some eaves, yeah. quote, quote, yeah. they say are a bit unreasonable. You hear someone says, for child support, I need half a, half a million shillings or a million shillings yeah, per no, month. No, that's, that's not and, right. And the man feels, of yeah. course. Uh, the good thing is that yeah. we are governed by laws, mm -hmm. right? There are laws that govern us. So if, if some of these things need to be sorted out, legally speaking, you know, I think they need to be sorted out. But I'll also say this, maybe also to defend some of these uh, ladies who end up like in those situations, sometimes because they're so desperate. All right. Sometimes because they've been so wounded, many, many of them are, are, are making those demands out of bitterness. Mm -hmm. You've never been there. You've never supported this child. So they want to punish you. You know, but I believe most women, most, uh, most, most of them will be very reasonable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a matter of you sitting down with them and, 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 and talking through you know, issues out. Yes, yeah. So it doesn't even have to go that far. But if only you will take your responsibility, I think it will make it easier. But here's the, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, again, it's not going to be a rosy ride, for example. Taking mm. responsibility is never rosy, but it must be done, right? The benefit is not in the immediate. 
is somewhere down the road. Down the road. Yeah. Okay. Ref, mm. I know time, but allow me to ask you. Yes. If you and, and I think most people come to your church. Most men will come to your church. Yeah. Because again, mm. church has been has been associated yes. with being part of people who are not accommodative yeah. of brothers or men mm. who have children outside their nuclear. Yeah. If I can say that. Yeah. So if a brother comes in, he's an elder of the church or he's serving yeah. the Lord, yeah. and he comes in and says, no, Reverend Jesse, yeah. I have three other children out there. Yeah. And he's like, ah, uh, Ndugu. It's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Kissing <Jack. laughs> I think that's unfortunate. Mm. You know, sometimes we, uh, and, and I'm a pastor, I've been in mm. church for a long time. And I tell you, I think those are some of the things that I, I, I uh, break my heart mm. because church is not for perfect people. Church is a, is a place for broken people. You come with all your baggage, with, you come with all your issues. This is my personal opinion. I don't think we should be judging one another based upon our past. So if somebody, for example, maybe um, has a child out of wedlock, uh, but then later they get born again, they come to church, now they're married with somebody else, to somebody else, have children, but there's this child somewhere out, out of wedlock. And that person maybe receives a calling to be a pastor, for example. Should we disqualify them? I don't think so. I don't think so, you know, and uh, because that's not ours to do. Ours is not to condemn. And by the way, can I tell you this? I've come to learn that God uses broken vessels, not perfect vessels. And I have come to learn that the anointing, even in our lives, flows through the cracks in our lives, all right? Not in the perfect places. Show me somebody who is very effective in the hands of the master, in the hands of the Lord, and God is using mightily, I will show you somebody who knows what it means to be broken in the hands of the master. And some of that brokenness comes out of our own mistakes, out of our own misdeeds, things that we did, but we have found forgiveness. And that is where God begins to use us. Because if I was perfect, I have no right to speak to broken people mm -hmm. if I was perfect. The only reason I can preach Christ, that Christ forgives, is because I too have been forgiven. Mm -hmm. The only reason I can preach hope is because I too have received that everlasting hope. That is how it works. So you don't, you don't, you, we cannot condemn people. And I pray and I wish that the church was a bit more accommodating and just allow people to come at the altar at the altar, let God transform. Let God be the one to deal with them. And if God has accepted them, why wouldn't I accept them? Correct. Powerfully yeah. said, Reverend. Powerfully said, yeah. Reverend Jesse. Yeah. Let me ask you mm. one more question. Yes. We have, we have totally clarified the responsibility of a man in yeah. respect to their child. Yes. What about the responsibility in respect to the yeah. sister? Yes. Or the wife? Or, or, yes. Or, or the yes. mother? Let's just call it yeah. the mother of the yeah. child. Yeah. How does it go? You, you know, when your husband, mm. uh, when God gives you uh, a wife, he has also given you a huge leadership responsibility. He entrusts that daughter of somebody into your care, mm -hmm. right? So that person is, yes, is your wife, but they look up to you. We're having this discussion, uh, you know, with, with, with my wife the other day, and, uh, and she was just telling me, you know, ladies like a man who is in charge, who takes responsibility over the home, over the family, even when sometimes they may not like what maybe uh, what what you're saying as a husband they may not like the direction that you want maybe to lead the family they say 
that is better than a man who refuses mm. to take any responsibility. Mm. This is the, we want to know you're in charge. We want to know when you come home that that uh, that 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 you're the one who is calling the shots. Mm. And I'm not talking about being dictatorial. Being, no. no, no, no. I'm mm. just saying lovingly in a benevolent manner. But they want somebody who is in charge. So a man or a husband is supposed to be responsible for his bride. The well-being of that woman is 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 in your hands. Ephesians chapter five, when when uh, the apostle Paul talks about the institution of marriage, mm. and he likens it. To the, to the relationship between Christ and the church. So Christ, the church, becomes his bride. And, and, and uh, he says that Jesus is preparing, Christ is preparing his bride so that when he comes for his bride, that bride will be without spot or wrinkle. Mm. So which, and, he, and so Paul uses that also for us as men and as husbands, that it is your responsibility to ensure the well-being of your wife. So I normally tell young couples as they're getting married that your wife should become better because she married you. Mm. If I come and meet her after, after your wedding day, one year, two years, three years down the line, she sh I should find a better woman, not a bitter one, mm -hmm. because she married, because she finds security in you because she finds love, joy, protection, provision inside of you. Mm. So you have a huge responsibility as a husband. Take responsibility over uh, your, your wife. It is important. But then secondly also, you talk about the family, taking responsibility over your children. The, uh, Moses, there was one time Moses, uh, he's walking down the road. Right. Remember this deliverer uh, of God's people. He's walking down the road and he meets an angel. Mm -hmm. And an angel was about to kill him. Yes. You know that story? Yes. yes. The angel was about to kill him. And then his wife, Zipporah, See. came quickly and yes. took a flint knife and went and circumcised her son. Mm -hmm. right. In fact, eventually she was so annoyed with, a, with, with Moses and she referred to him as a husband of death or mm. a husband of blood. Yes. Right? She, but she was she was very disappointed. You can feel she was resentful against her because husband. Because that was Moses' responsibility. Yes, it was his responsibility. Okay. Now, no, Moses was a man of God. Moses was somebody who was used mightily by God. God said of Moses, uh, this guy, I speak to him as a friend speaks yes. to a friend. Face to face. Moses had amazing, amazing experiences with the Lord. But this one time, uh, an angel was going to kill him. An angel from the Lord was going to kill him. Why? Because he had refused to circumcise his son. Moses did crazy things. You remember when he struck the rock twice? Yes. He did, God didn't kill him no. during that time. Mm. All right. When he would get angry, all right, God did not kill him that time. But this one time, and I asked myself, I, like seriously, what is so big about <laughs> circumcision? Yes. But then mm. I, I understood that God takes our responsibility as men and as fathers so seriously that the responsibility of circumcising your children, especially your sons, is actually for the father. The, the, if you don't want to do it, death results. Uh -huh. Circumcising your, your, your sons, I'm not talking about the cultural no. now, mm. so that people don't get me wrong. I'm not yes. talking about the cultural circumcision, physical circumcision, no. because now we are a people of the new covenant. Circumcision basically, because we are a people of the circumcision, but the circumcision of the heart. It means that you must take spiritual responsibility for the well-being of your family and your children. In other words, in your home as a man, you are the priest, you are the prophet in that home. You, the, the spiritual well-being of your children is up to you. The spiritual well-being of your, of your wife is actually up to you. Mm -hmm. You are the priest, you are the head of that home. So, if you, so when you 
take that responsibility as it were. You know what you're doing? You're circumcising your children, making them responsible. Now, and I wish I could have had more time to talk about it, but in the Jewish cultural way of doing things, uh, young men went through what they call bar mitzvah. And bar mitzvah, by the age of about 12 or 13 years of age, uh, they will go through a ceremony. Now, these children have been they will have been tutored in the law, taught in the law. They mesmerize. They will be. They will have mesmerized, uh, memorized, not mesmerized, memorized huge portions of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Then they graduate at about twelve to thirteen years of age, and from that point on, they take full responsibility for keeping the law. That means that your thirteen-year-old son in the Jewish custom who has gone through bar mitzvah, if they break the law, they take full responsibility for it. If, for example, that young man goes and commits fornication, he'll be stoned to death in front of his father. Mm. That, that responsibility is something you cannot delegate. So what usually happens in many of our homes, it's the wives who take over that responsibility because the man is there physically, but he refuses to engage with and his children. Responsibility. So that is why sometimes you will find many wives are very resentful, like Zipporah. They will do it gladly because these are their children. Yes. But they're resentful against their husbands. They have they begin losing respect for their husbands. Why? Because they're resentful. Because they're saying, sir, you're not doing your job. I am doing your job for you. Wow. And unfortunately, that happens way too often in many of our homes. Powerful, Reverend. Reverend yeah. Jesse, I know you're drawing to a close. Yes, yes. And I have so many questions yes, yes, from sure. many Adams and Eves. Yeah. But let me ask you two. Yeah. The first one is we're in the age where we are not clear. Yeah. First, even yeah. some men not to be clear whether they are men or women, and we're trying to define who they are. Yeah. At what point should a man feel it is a time yeah. to wear the burden of responsibility? Number one. Number two, we have also coming to a place where the roles are a bit vague. Yes. So you're not sure whether it is a man's responsibility yes. Yes. or Sephora's responsibility yeah. or Moses' responsibility. Yeah. And we're in a situation where we are not sure who yeah. should take responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. What are you telling the men? Yeah. And thirdly, I know because of time, yeah. please wrap all this up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Give us your <laughs> final call and speak to these men. Yeah. You know, very good question. <laughs> yeah. I th you know, we raise men if, a, if somebody has been boy, born as a boy, as a male, that child should be raised as a boy okay. from the earliest stage possible. It is important that the father begins to instill values of manhood and teaching that boy this is what it means to be a boy. This is how you conduct yourself. This is how you, uh, you're supposed to respect your sisters, protect. You, you get it, so you don't wait until they're older from the very word go. This idea in the, in the times that we're living in of very blood mm. distinctions between male responsibility and female responsibilities is, in my opinion, an anomaly. I know some people may not agree, mm. but I believe there's a reason why God created male and female, he created them. Yes. Our roles, some things, yes, may overlap, but our roles are very different. I cannot become a woman, and a woman can never become a man. Mm. Mm. Unfortunately, this is being perpetuated, especially in the West, where now there's this movement of uh, what they're calling, instead of calling babies babies, they're calling them babies. I don't know that you've seen that. Yes. Where now they're saying that, well, when a child is born, we don't assign to them gender. Mm. Let them decide whether they want to become man <laughs> or woman. I mean, that is, <laughs> is foolishness of the highest of our, yes. uh, I've ever, uh, I've ever seen. Mm. You're either a boy or you're either 
a girl. girl. And I think they should be brought up. So it is important that those roles become still distinct because that's how God wired us. Adam could never have become Eve. Mm. Eve could have never have become yes. Adam. And I think that's how we glorify God in our gender, in our gender roles. Mm. So it is important that, that everyone is brought up the way they are supposed to be brought up. What underlies at the end of the day in all this is responsibility. Mm. You know, whether you're, whether you're a young lady, whether you're a young man, responsibility. So we raise a generation of responsible people, not people who uh, are, are quick to give excuses or reasons or I can't do this or oh, my mother or oh, it is a society. Mm. No, no, people who learn to take. There are things that are beyond us, Kissinger. That's the truth. I cannot choose where I was born. I cannot choose who I am. I, can, I mean, there are things I cannot choose. Mm -hmm. However, that does not mean I don't take responsibility mm -hmm. for, for, for my actions, take responsibility for my destiny, take responsibility for who the person, the man, the husband that I need to be. I must learn to take responsibility, right? right? Wow. So just to wrap this up, I think it's just to say, uh, Kissinger, that uh, the burden of responsibility is a burden that a man cannot offload. Okay. You must carry it for the rest of your life. And I want to challenge men. Maybe you're one who maybe you have not been very good at that area. It's never too late to begin. Some men have lost money, their livelihood. They have lost their savings because of betting. Mm. You have destroyed your financial status because of wrong financial. Take responsibility. Build yourself up again. Maybe uh, your health has deteriorated. Sometimes maybe because of your own poor choices. Maybe you've been drinking, you've been drinking, you've been smoking, and what of you, you have not really taken care of yourself. Take responsibility and start saying, no, no, there are certain things that I'll stop doing. Or maybe academically you could have done better. Career-wise you could have done better. You know, but maybe you you did not really take certain things seriously. You dropped out of college, out of school, and what of you, and now here you are. Take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Start from where you are and say, you know what, I think my life can become better. I can do certain things. Don't be afraid to start small. The Bible says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. Yes. Start small. Build yourself up. You know, small decisions, good decisions here. And the burden of responsibility is an everyday thing that we do. Yeah. So you can be everything God wants you to be or desires you to be, but it begins by you taking responsibility for your life and wow. stop pointing fingers mm. at, at, uh, at, at others uh, or it is that one. The moment, the day you stop pointing fingers and begin pointing at yourself yes. mm. is the day you will change the trajectory mm. of your life. Wow. Yeah. Reverend, allow me to ask you to pray yeah. for this man. Yes. I think three categories, Reverend. Yeah. Um, number one is men who need just a the nudge yeah. and the courage to be kicked, to yeah. take up that burden of responsibility. Yeah. And two guys who have already taken responsibility but are struggling, the burden is heavy. Yeah. And they're feeling their weight and say, man, I yes. just want to lay it off. Yeah. They need to help someone to pray, sure. to be with them. And yeah. maybe those children who their fathers have not taken responsibilities yeah. because they're not they're part of the family and they feel like they need to connect to their fathers. Yes. Maybe yes. we can pray for them. Oh. Yeah. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you. Thank you that you have given us the responsibility as men to be mm -hmm. leaders. The responsibility as men to um, to lead families, to uh, be mentors, mm. to be fathers, dear Lord. You have given us such authority, dear Father, even to speak things that are not as though they were. I pray for men, dear Lord, maybe men who have been listening to us, have been part of this conversation, and men who 
probably um, have been challenged in one way or the other, mm. but they, they, they don't know where to start. Would you give them wisdom? Would you help them, dear Father? Mm. Lord, to just take the first step towards uh, carrying or taking responsibility for their own lives and their own actions. And also maybe other men, dear Lord, who maybe have, are feeling the weight of that responsibility and they are just about maybe even to throw in the towel to, uh, you know, to give up, dear Father, I pray for them. Would you give them strength, strengthen their feeble arms, strengthen their feeble legs, Lord, and give them courage to keep going on, knowing that better days are ahead. But Father, we also pray for children, maybe across this country and other parts of the world, maybe young people who are listening to me who desire to know their fathers, mm -hmm. who may be uh, struggling with bitterness, resentment, because they, they feel rejected. Maybe their fathers never took responsibility. Maybe they even know their fathers for some of them, and yet they, they, those fathers have, have denied them. Lord, I pray for such children. The Lord, you will help them. That despite those circumstances, they too will take responsibility for their own lives mm. and make something out of their own lives in the name of Jesus. But mm. I also pray that, Father, you will help especially men in this generation to take responsibility for children they have fathered out of there. Out of wedlock, dear Lord, I pray, give men courage to do what is right, to do the right thing, to the glory and honor of your name. For we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Reverend Jesse, for touching us and challenging us on this burden of yeah. responsibility. Yeah. For Adam and Eve, that has been a great session discussing the burden of responsibility. May the Lord just help you as you take up that huge responsibility mm -hmm. to influence the space that you are in, to have great impact in generations that you live as you begin to take up the burden of responsibility. This is the only station where you can look and live. And it's the only station where you can listen and live. And we look forward to seeing you again next week as you have another conversation. And you can, of course, continue to engage us on 20-933 or 0717-400-555. Or drop a comment on the YouTube section and we'll be very, very delighted to hear from you. And she'll be catching up again as we look forward to seeing you again. Have a blessed time and remember the burden of responsibility. Mm -hmm.